the red dots. All right, we're good to go, ready to rock and roll. Beep. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us today for another episode of the 99 Time Capsule. I'm your host, George White. That's me, George White. That's me. Hello. And today we have a very special guest joining us today at the lovely Verve Lounge in the back area. Uh, He is a DJ, a father. He is an entrepreneur and a proud Hoshin. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen. Paul E-M-G-E. I don't know how you say your last name. Imgi. Imgi? Imgi, yeah. For real? Mm -hmm. You're not trolling me. No, sir. Imgi. I I always, for the ever, I've always said Imgi. You know what? It 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 happens so often. I just don't even care. What the worst part is when people are like emerg or emig, and I'm like, there's not even an R number one, <laughs> and then number two, there's nothing between the M and the G, and you're just forgetting the E at the end. I don't get it. Yeah, but that's you know, it's it's always been mispronounced, and that's okay. M-G. It's not very common. Yeah. Okay. Paul Emgy, what uh, what is that? It's German. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Deutschland. Deutschland. I can't speak an ounce of German. Sprechen die Deutsch. Uh, danke. Danke. <laughs> danke, Shane. Um, I don't know if I'd want to speak German. I'm not a very angry person, and that's just an angry, angry sounding language. Well, I feel like if you are a peaceful person, I feel like you are, and then yeah. you speak German, I think it will translate. Yeah, but then you have to sound angry to speak German. I think just the oh yeah, just the emphasis. Yeah, yeah, emphasis. Yeah, on yeah. on certain sounds and things that would make you just have to sound angry just to get it. It's not a natural language for me, so. Yeah. Hey, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, I mentioned that you're a DJ, and that's kind of how I met you as the uh, the sound guy at the Verve slash DJ. Mm-hmm. How long have you been DJing? Oh, Jesus. Well, um, well, first of all, how old are you? I'm 39. Oh, really? I am, yeah. I thought you were a year older than me, but you're a year younger than me. Oh, so you're... <sighs> Yeah. So every time I'm here, I can just slow clap that I'm not the oldest person in this bar. <laughs> yeah, every time <laughs> Fantastic. I'm here. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, 39 years old, man. I've been uh, DJing. I started uh, doing nightclub stuff or bar stuff, however you want to want to do it. Uh, I started doing that when I was 22. Um, freshly, tw- well, not about 22 and a half, almost 23 years old. So I've been doing it for 17 years now. Dang. Just in the bar nightlife stuff. I did uh, I did a couple things when I was younger. Uh, started in high school. Did my first gig when I was 14. Um, but it was for like the high school club. And, you know, when you do that, you're just like, oh, they paid for this equipment. I get to go do this. Okay. So I go do it. And that was the first gig I ever did. Oh, so since you were 22, you've been a paid DJ. Pretty much, yeah. And then up until that time, it was either I just did college house parties for fraternities or whatever, sororities, formals. I would get paid to do those, but it wasn't, you know, 200 bucks. Take a bunch of, take my home speaker system in there and my computer and hook it all up and press buttons and do just play songs. That's how I really got started. Okay, so you weren't like, you didn't have two turntables? You weren't Not when okay. I first started, no. What they call the sync button DJ, I guess is what you would say I was uh, uh, yeah, up yeah. until that point. But yeah. Yeah, so as soon as the uh, the YouTube video would end, you would have the other one preloaded with the ads already played through, and then you would have that ready to go? Well, you know, we're in the same generation, so you know, YouTube wasn't really a thing back when I was in college. You know, it was, I mean... Yeah. The beginning of it at the end of my college career, I guess I would say. Yeah. Um, but Winamp. 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 Because you could shit. download all the skins and customize yeah. it and all that other fun stuff. So that's literally what I did is I would just load every song I had into Winamp. 
and uh i would go to these gigs and just play songs and you know that was beginning of napster too yeah you know all those songs are long gone off my laptop because of subscriptions and doing all this other stuff but yeah that's how i did it back in the day was you know the the whole napster thing coming to college with a hardwired internet connection yes kids hardwired internet connection (laughs) not just on your phone you had to sit at a computer and it wasn't a laptop um yeah desktop plugged in yeah yeah. i mean you didn't have wireless back then and so uh it just yeah what uh i forgot i completely forgot about winamp and then there was like winzip and win rar and all the like windows media player yeah yeah they had all these wins and then uh apple came out with the eyes yeah and then and then and then iPod, that's and that's where they stole started. it all. Yeah, iPod, iPhone, iMac, mm-hmm. I Shuffle, iPod Shuffle. Yeah, was that the first one? No, that was the the tiny one, the little mini. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's iPod Mini, and oh, the Shuffle looked like what is now the um, Apple TV remote control. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And it had a tiny screen. I guess that yeah. would have been the sh- that would have been the mini, and the Shuffle was the one that was like the size of a quarter. Right. Yeah. Holy you shit! You just load your songs on it and just played whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Man. Some old heads. Uh, old so, heads. So you went to university? Yes, I went to ISU. Oh, so that's why you're in Terra a transplant, Ho- a Hoshin yes, transplant. Yeah, Hoshin transplant. Appreciate that, by the way, fellow yeah. Hoshin. <laughs> fellow Hoshin, Hoshin transplant. Paul, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you study? Uh, what didn't I study? Um, <laughs> uh, I, I was on the Van Wilder plan plus the uh, college kid. Uh, credit cards aren't real, but they give you money for free, kid. You know, I did, <laughs> so I made a lot of bad decisions in college and took myself uh, – I graduated I, – Came to ISU in 2000 to uh, originally be a pilot, um, but I'm really bad at math, and that's really important. Um, and then also flight time, yeah, I just I couldn't afford it, you know. So moved on to uh, big change to something else that I had passion about, which was literature, and I wanted to be an English teacher. But then I'm also thinking, well, now I'm in college and I'm rereading all the stuff that I took in high school, reporting on this stuff from high school. I'm bored. Switched it again to a theater teaching degree. There was something different, but still teaching. And then they dropped that program and just threw me into public relations. And then I got my degree in public relations. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So do you handle PR for anyone? No. You've never used your degree? I mean, I do to a certain extent, I would say. It's not a, it's not something that I go out and search for. But I mean, on my day-to-day life interacting with people, I'd say those PR skills have come in come in handy, especially being here, you know, doing the sound guy stuff, being a DJ, people having to talk to me and me having to help with bands. Yeah, I think we have to a certain extent. It has, we, it has to a certain extent helped me in my, in my journey, but I don't, it's not something that I consciously use or what purposefully are, use. Every what day. are some of the skills you like just superficially that you can think of offhand that you use in those day-to-day interactions? Um, I mean, just, common speaking you know um journalism and marketing always my mind's always running on different ways of to do things or maybe if we did this this would help out and probably organizational skills i would say is what i got mostly out of my degree um public relations is a very very busy busy degree um papers you just you're you constantly just you're writing you're writing you're writing you're writing you're really writing. yeah well i mean you think Anything from press statements, uh, pub speeches, like all all of these things that you would put out in front of media, which is what a PR person is essentially for. Um, all that stuff is pre-written before you actually 
go out and talk about it or, yeah. you know, everybody the has talking points. Yeah. You're talking points, but it's actually put in some sort of format. You know, the president doesn't go up and make a speech without having, you know, a piece of paper or somebody in his ear telling him word for word what to say. Yeah. You know, it's, so it, it's always about a public image thing and that's something else I didn't really care for. That's why I, why I didn't go into it professionally is I was like, man, I just, I can't sit here and tell people how somebody is or how a company is without actually, having to feel that way myself. And if I don't feel the same way as those people, why can I sit? Why, why am I going to write for these people? Yeah. Being, being passionate about the the client and then also having your values aligned with them. Yeah. Yeah, really absolutely. Important. I mean, as a PR person, your, your values don't matter as you're being paid to portray someone else's in that sense, you know, and I, if those values didn't line up with mine, and I just didn't want to do it, so I don't do it. Yeah, yeah, and it's really hard to generate that passion. So is that why you feel like you've worked so well and for so long with the Verve? Um, no, I think with so long and so well with the Verve is there is an there's an unspoken expectation of what it, there is to do here, and um, my goal is to always exceed that. Sometimes I meet it, and there's been plenty of times where I fail. Uh, but I know I just, I just think Connie and I just have a really good working relationship here. You know, she gives me a lot of freedom to do what I want to do. And as long as I don't mess up and if I screw up, admit it before she finds out and she's like, okay, well, how can we prevent this in the future? If she has to find out about it or you were trying to hide it, that's just where you, that's where all of that goes south with her. And I've always just been straight up and honest with her. And I think, I think that's why our relationship here has worked so well. Yeah. Uh, trust. Yes, yeah, absolutely. if you try to hide it, then you essentially don't trust her to handle it like a professional. Right. And then so then it deteriorates the overall trust. Yeah, if I screw something up that's going to affect her, I have to let her know. Don't, yeah. let, don't let her just find out about it. She's going to be more willing to help you figure it out or how to handle it if you actually admit to doing it. Yeah. But if she finds out about it and you didn't even attempt to make it right, that's something that's, hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, that, but that also just comes with how you approach things. I'm trying to say integrity. Integrity. Yeah. Integrity yeah. is a big part of that. Yeah. That's just your character. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, can you give us an example of one of your medium to major fuck ups? Medium to major. Well, yeah. how about I give you two? Okay. Okay. Uh, early on working here. Uh, well, first of all, how long have you been working? Here? I've been here for seven and a half years. Okay. It'll be eight in November. Oh, wow. Okay. Eight years in November. Yeah. I wouldn't even say half. You're like, it's like four months away. Yeah. Five months away. Yeah, yeah, about, yeah, about, half, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah about uh, eight and a half is a good rough rough estimate. Yeah. But um, so early on, we had a different PA system. Like if you've never been here to the Verve and you if you walked in now, you're like, wow, this is a really nice place. Not to knock the Verve eight years ago, but it is leaps and bounds better than what it was eight years ago. You know, um, it was a place that it opened up and was super nice when it first opened, but it just as in a business like this, you have to constantly change things to keep keep your clientele here. If you keep making it just the exact same thing over and over, people get bored with it and then you lose. Yeah. You know, so you have to constantly change. You have to constantly stay with it. Old PA system, uh, just old, been just ran into the ground. Uh, but it was still working. And I was DJing here. And um, one night, one of the, I blew up one of the speakers. Uh, not like kaboom, but, you know, quit working. Well, being on the stage and the speakers being in front of me, I couldn't hear it. So it just seemed like it got quieter. I was like, oh, well, I don't know. So I just turned it up and blew the other one. I didn't blow the other one. No, no. but pretty much fried the entire crossover, which was a part you couldn't get anymore. <laughs> so um, 
I told Connie about it. I was like, this, this thing's blown. And, uh, she goes, well, what happened? I said, I don't know. She goes, did you do it? And I was like, probably. I said, probably. I said, I don't know for sure, but I think I probably did. I'm probably am the one that blew it up and I'm extremely sorry for that. I don't, I, you know, whatever. And I think that's where our trust first began. Um, so that's, that's one of the minor, I would say minor yeah. to medium fuck ups. You know, I screwed up half, screwed up an entire PA system because well, it was, it was overdue anyways. It was, it was, it was overdue, but I didn't have to force her hand into it. No, no, exactly. That that was, that was kind of where I was going with it. I was like, man, you know, so I've never been without fault when it comes to blowing up speakers. If I blow something up, I'm going to tell you, (laughs) I don't do it often. I'm usually really, really, really careful about it. And really, uh, it's really at the forefront of my mind with a lot of things that I do, uh, constantly using my ear. So I hear little changes in the sounds and things like that. Like if I come in here, wow, I sound real nice and warm. If I come out here, I sound really airy, you know? Um, so I pay attention to those things throughout the night when I'm DJing, running sound for a band, whatever it may be. Uh, major fuck up was we, me and another DJ here, Mr. Wizard, Josh Harvey. Hey Josh. Uh, we, uh, we had been, we had started booking, um, we had booked Kofresi to come here and play. He's an EDM artist out of Chicago. And um, the first time we booked him, we did it on as a Halloween party. And, man, we had such a good night. I was here. You were here for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the place was smoked. And he, he came in with the ex- kind of like the expectation, like, oh, what is this little place? Who are these guys that don't don't know what the hell they're doing, blah, blah. You could kind of see it, but yeah. I, he wasn't, he wasn't going to say it out because we gave him an opportunity. Well, he went back to his hotel room to take a nap before his show. And I'm trying to call him and call him and call him. We've got a line down to Chavez, you know, of people trying to get in and we're already full, like just packed out both rooms, just completely packed out. DJ back here with a full room at like 1030 front rooms, smoked by 11. And we're trying to get him on so that we can get people to leave people. There's people that came just for him. And then there's a line of people still trying to get in. So he comes in and plays, get, get these other people out of here. Other people are going to come in and we're going to be fine. Um, had to wake him up. Connie marched over to the hotel and knocked on his door and got him out of bed so he would come play his set. Um, That was a wonderful night. Going back to the bad part of it was we did it a year later on Thanksgiving weekend and lost a ton of money. Just a ton. No one was in town? uh, Nobody came out. (laughs) So we... Our thought on it was it we have there's a lot of students that stay here in town, right? Yeah. Awesome way to draw people. But you have students that leave and campuses close over Thanksgiving weekend, you know, certain major holidays. Figured students would come back and then they'd go out and we have a so draw. Was this a Saturday night? It was a Saturday night, oh, okay. yeah. And we didn't and we didn't change our normal cover policy. You know, we were literally just trying to cover having him here and we took a bath. I mean, it Ooh. just it was just a terrible business call and i had to have the conversation with connie the next day saying hey um so about last night you know and that went on the kind that was a she was pretty mad at me about that expected expected that that she'd be mad about me that you know we didn't we didn't cover at the door for the artist but uh so a little more cautious about that these days but i owned up to it and you know hey yeah i screwed up and i made it right in the end so you know it worked out well, I think the the two major holidays for packing out are St. Patty's Day and Halloween, mm-hmm. where kids are actually around during the breaks. I guess it's just a bad call. Uh, the night before Thanksgiving is the oh yeah, yeah. largest bar non holiday bar night yeah. of the year. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So those those are the two. Well, new, you got New Year's, you got Halloween, you got St. Patty's Day, and coming up on that is Cinco de Mayo. It's not as crazy yeah. as it used to be, but. 
Um, yeah, because everyone loves tequila and tacos. Uh, so. Yeah, it, it's it's a holiday based around drinking, which yeah. is the stupid, <laughs> which is the stupidest thing ever. But whatever, I don't mind it. I make money off of it. So, yeah, yeah, right. You know. Um, but uh, yeah, and we we did the Thanksgiving weekend. We did it on a Saturday night, and it just yeah. We well, I feel like any other any other non college town, it would have worked because like El Paso is not a huge college town. But, you know, enough people stick around or, you know, have enough family where they go there to visit. So, you know, in, in a place is Evansville like that. Is it a college town? Is it? I mean, not. No, I mean, it's you say college town, you know, and so I think of things like Bloomington or West. Laf- yeah, Bloomington yeah. or West Lafayette. You know, Indianapolis has multiple universities, but I don't think of it as a college, college town. town. Yeah. Now, I would think of Broad Ripple in Indianapolis, that burb of Indianapolis, yeah, yeah. I would think of that as a college town because of the whole makeup of shops and bars and restaurants and things that are right there off the campus of Butler. Same thing with IU. You go to downtown or downtown Bloomington, where I use that, and everything is based around those college kids, you know? Yeah. Um, Evansville's not that way. It's got like one strip, and it's in between both colleges. So uh, you got okay. University of Evansville and University of Southern Indiana. And, um, yeah, it's, I wouldn't see it as really a college town. Okay. Uh, do you plan on bringing Cofrezzi back? Um, we're going to see where this post COVID thing goes. Uh, I mean, you know, Indiana state's out of, out of session right now. Um, we didn't get a lot of time with them once we were able to really open back up with the students. So, uh, kind of play it a little bit, um, a little bit by ear, um, come August, seeing what the student student bodies like give it a couple months you know maybe we'll think it could be something we would think about in the spring but if not him you know i mean there's plenty of other regional you know touring edm artists that we would love to have in here uh it's just catching them at the right time yeah for sure you know for sure. they're getting back on their tours and they're going to go do their things and make their money and there's zero blame on any of that but it's finding out who's going to come through without a show too close to us in a certain time frame to where people are like oh well i can go here and see them instead because it's closer you know i want a bigger draw yeah it's almost like a comet you can't go out to it or you can't wait till it passes you got to wait till it's like right next to us and then you mm-hmm. gotta hop on it yeah yeah 100%. Who would you like to see here? Oh, goodness gracious. Top five. Top five greatest rappers of all time. Oh, Dylon. Di- no, just <laughs> Dylon, 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 and Dylon. Because uh, I spit hot fire, man. You do. You yeah. do. You do. Um, really? You want me to answer that question? Well, no, not, not necessarily uh, rap. Just who would you like to see in the Verve playing? Oh, goodness gracious. I mean, it just... Based on available budget... And, and, you know, like, so like clout. So you, you're not going to see the edge from you two come in here and do a surprise. Set. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd love to see Freak Bass come back. I really would. Uh, I totally love listening to his music. His show is wonderful. I love the funk anyway. And he's from Cincinnati, the birthplace of funk. So he's got a nice, nice backing, you know, and he's good friends with Bootsy Collins, who you can't even, you know, not talk about. But uh, when it comes to the funk scene, you have to at least name drop the guy. Uh, but he's friends with him, and you know he play he plays music jams, things like that with him. I'd love to see him come back. Um, I don't know, man. I love every single band that comes through here. I really do. Um, so are you here Friday nights doing the sound for the bands? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for the most part, there's some that I am gonna take off. Uh, like if a, you book a show. 
Yeah, if I book a if I book a DJ show somewhere else, or uh, if if I'm working with the state local stagehands doing a show out at the mill, oh, yeah. anything like that. Yeah, I took that that on too. Just well, something you, else I needed to say. Yeah, I'll do that. Well, money is money. Money is money. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's going back to integrity. As long as you're not doing something illegal or illicit, I don't even do that. Those shows for the money, I do that so I can watch the show from wherever I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so you did the Nelly show. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And that then, was a good time. And then you heard. I remember I saw you. I think the day after you were here, and you said there was like an issue with the speaker, but you checked it out, and there wasn't. Uh. You, you think? You oh said, no! Uh, they they have their own audio guys that come in. I'm pretty much just a workhorse that goes in there and mo- takes stuff off of semi trucks and puts it to the oh, stage and then hooks it up and sends it up. Yeah, I'm not physically a, the sound guy for that. Okay. I'm not at that level yet. God, I'd love to. But uh, with family and stuff, I don't want to be out on the road doing those kinds of things. But uh, yeah, they had a they had an issue with um, the feedback during the Nelly show right when he came on. Uh, the terrible, terrible feedback on stage, just screaming, and monitor guy got it all settled out, and it was perfectly fine. Yeah, uh, was it because he cups the fucking mic like all rappers <laughs> do? Yeah. No, no, it wasn't that at all. Um, you got to think on a pro on a pro audio production like that. Um, the microphones are pretty nice to where you don't have to worry about oh. about that feedback it just you know, always pretty, sounds pretty so unidirectional. yeah every time you watch like a tv show and then like all 40 of them on our stage hooting and hollering it just sounds so teeny. that is because you have so many of them cupping the mic um if you do if you can cup a mic if you do it right but the problem is when you get your hands over the top like this yeah, yeah, completely yeah. around if you hold it and leave that top out, you should be fine, you know? Oh, uh, just the um, bottom half, the bottom half. Yeah, hemisphere. just the bottom half of the mic should just be perfect. But when you do that, now you're leaving a gap for that between the end of the mic and your fingers for that sound to just kind of bounce around uh. and just go right back into it. Um, but he, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, the feedback was, I think it was just a, it was a level issue. Something was too hot and then there was a frequency that just didn't agree with them and they got it taken out of there and it worked out just fine. So how long did it take? I don't know about minute and a half two oh, minutes okay. maybe maybe at the most i mean i i didn't pay too much attention to how long i was, I was just, just curious like, oh, God, yeah, yeah. Feedback. You, you, but you noticed it uh yeah, yeah the yeah. duration of it yeah, yeah. I, yep absolutely as a pro somebody's pooping yeah someone dropping that hot poop the hot poop <laughs> the hottest <laughs> of the poops uh but yeah so yeah doing stuff down there um i don't know it just uh something I actually just enjoy doing. I'm a gear nerd, so taking that on was, oh, good, I get to play with, like, big audio and big lights. And Yeah, I remember when I bought the uh, wireless uh, microphone uh, thing, and it was, like, four channels, and it came with all the wireless stuff, and I tried it out, and I was like, you were there, and we were trying to figure it out, uh, and I forgot if you asked what company it was, but I was like, oh, yeah, it's Pile, and you go, oh, Pile of shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, now I know. Oh, don't hashtag this Pile at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't want any audio companies mad at me for any reason. Right. But it's like, oh, shit. No, they're not my go-to. Let's just say that. I'm not going to say anything bad about them because they're doing what they do, but yeah. uh, but uh, they're not my go-to for sure. Well, I mean, you know, they're, at, they're, for, they're for people at a certain level. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. yeah. There's that or... Yeah. Entry level, they're great. For sure. Yeah, yeah. something you're not trying to spend a ton of money on because, yeah. I mean, for a, for a good quality mic, you're going to have to, you know, you've got some. These are okay. These are I okay like microphones these. here. I, I like, like them. Uh, yeah, they're not the um, Shure SMB7s or whatever. Uh, oh, yeah, but the, I mean. The standards, yeah. yeah. I think those are like two or 300. These are 100 bucks. So I was like, you know what? 
And I think you just pay an extra hundred dollars for that extra bracket right here. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the came, same. Came with the bracket. Yeah. It's like, buy the bracket, what? get the mic for free. You know what? I'll, yeah, I'll, just, <laughs> I'll skip that part. But uh, no, I mean, you know, and the workhorse of most production is uh, is a short SM58. The yeah. things are workhorses, dude. They take beatings. They they do whatever, and you know they're only a hundred dollar mic too. You know? Yeah, yeah. And you the, use um, them in live production, so the omnidirectional. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And is this, what is this a unidirectional? Yeah, it would be u- more uni because if I come off to the side, you kind of see how it comes. Yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. More and then, so a shotgun mic off fr- the off, you know, the the frame, mm-hmm. and it has a, a small cone. That would also be unidirectional. Uh, I would I would think so, but yeah. it all depends on what type of uh, polar pattern it has. I mm. mean, you know, cardioid, hypercardioid, supercardioid, yeah. things like that. So you would have to look into that to actually see exactly what it would be. You, not all mics are made the same, even if they may look similar. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so uh, internals and things like that are are really uh, important to it. Do you have uh, B&H magazines in your house, catalogs no. in your house? No, I got Google. Why, why uh, save the trees, man? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot you're a hippie. Oh, uh, uh, yes, the hippie. Yeah, let's talk about Paul Emgee. 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 Emgee the hippie. Emgee the hippie. Uh, why did you stay in Terre Haute? Uh, I graduated college, and I just wasn't kind of... I, 100% wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. I didn't apply for jobs right out of college. I was like, it took me forever. You know, I graduated in December of 2006. Um, took a couple semesters off, wanted to repay credit card debt because I was the guy that was like, credit cards are free. And um, another semester, I, okay, so I did that twice. Um, I just, I stuck around, you know, I was working at a bar and I was making good money. So I wasn't in a hurry to go anywhere, um, but then I took a job um, and started in 2007 uh, with the Pella Window Company, and I was like, this is what I want to do, but then I was inside all of the time, and I I didn't hate it so much as I would load the fact that I was stuck inside and I couldn't go outside. Um, was it an office job? Kind of, sort of. Uh, I did service, so I did go out and work on things, but... You know, most of the time it was go look at this and see what you can't do. Or it was Pella has a lot of hardware to their windows and things to fix it. So a lot of the fixing has to be done from inside. So I'm still inside, even though I'm working on a house, I'm stuck inside doing it. Um, But the housing market crashed in 2008. And so the Pella window job, they weren't selling windows. They didn't need people to service the windows. So no job. And then you didn't feel like going back to Evansville? No. I love my family with all my heart. I honestly do. And my mom's going to see this and I, I'm sorry, mom. I love you. Um, I just, I still just wanted kind of like my freedom, you know, like I didn't want people to just pop over whenever they wanted to. I just wanted to kind of separate myself a little bit from it. So when you show up in Evansville, it's a kind of a big deal. You get together, go out to eat. I didn't. I I was just down there yesterday. I didn't see anybody in my family. <laughs> oh well, you it was just a what? Do you just do a turnaround? You just do the show and then come right back? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but sometimes I try to meet up with them. You know, I'll be like, hey, let's go get something to eat. I just did the show. I'm hungry. Let's go. You know, but they had things going on yesterday, and they totally forgot that I was even in town. So it just happens so frequently now that it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. he was here for two hours. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, before it would have been like, what the? Why didn't you call us? Yeah. Well, I tell them when I'm going to be down there, but then they forget the dates. So I just still go do my thing. And then I call them and tell them when I'm leaving so that I can tell them when I get home, you know. Um, 
and then uh, so they didn't, so somebody knows where I'm at at least. And uh, yeah, they forgot that I was even down for a show and had other things going on. It's whatever. <coughs> and then you have babies, right? You have I've got two kids. Yeah, How, two, five uh, and seven. Eleven year old. My daughter just turned eleven last Tuesday, and my son turned five in March. Five. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there was another Evan. It was. 11 not 7 yes it was yeah. another evan yes yeah. another evan you're like another what evan. the fuck another evan. What? Uh, who do i not know about <laughs> <laughs> so it's your daughter and uh your son so 11 what is that sixth grade uh she, yeah starting sixth grade this year oh, at otter okay. creek oh okay otter yeah. creek yeah yeah uh, i subbed there once and then your son just turned five so that's first grade kindergarten kindergarten mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah i guess six seven would be first grade yeah holy are you excited yeah, actually, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, getting to watch them grow up is one of the greatest things ever. You know, yeah, it really is. You don't think about that when you're a kid, but uh, definitely like how not much when your you're a pa- kid. How much your parents are enjoying just watching you grow and learn things, and I, I totally love my son's passion for anything new that he encounters, even at the age of five. Like when they're babies, it's they're oh look at the, something green. Yeah, I, I, let's go. What's it taste like? You know, like it. That's cool, but like him discovering other things or like things that he can do, like, you know, because his motor skills are starting to come around and, and things of that nature. That I really enjoy. Um, my daughter, she's preteen hormonal and it's like, <laughs> yeah. Get out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> Middle school. Uh, yeah, I know. It's yeah, crazy. Eighth grade is going to be the worst <sighs> because they're, they're the kings of, and queens of that small turd mountain and then they just take it out on anyone yeah oh man your words get turned against you faster than you can say them and it's absolutely the most insane thing ever and i know i probably did that to my i I text my parents about once a week and just say i'm sorry (laughs) like (laughs) my bad when they say you get it worse man i was terrible (laughs) i must have just been awful (laughs) uh are they excited then uh my parents yeah they're pretty excited oh no no i'm sorry you're uh your kids kids excited about the next transition like oh, your, yeah. your son going to actual school his, he is yeah because he was he did pre-k there at Terrytown. oh okay. uh, so he did half day pre-k and um so he already got his foot in the the water yeah he's his already, toe in the yeah water. he's already got he's a little bit there and um actually the he's super excited to start kindergarten and um most kids are you know oh I, it's socializing for him it's their time to learn to yeah. socialize with other people and uh yeah, his favorite is the thing he's most excited about though, and he'll tell you this is square pizzas. Like, is there a company that specializes no, it's in school square? pizza? School oh, pizza, school square. pizza, school oh, pizza, okay. square. Uh, they're rectangles, but he calls it square. Because yeah. I get a I get a pizza from Kroger that's a square, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, like in general, like okay, but, but, but specifically no, the school. Yeah, yeah, because well, with his pre K, he was there in the early part of the day, so he didn't uh. get to eat lunch. Now in kindergarten, it's full day. He gets to eat lunch there, and he's most excited about square pieces. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, he's and, he's a character. And then your uh, your daughter going into the sixth grade. I know she uh, just well. I guess last year for fifth grade, they had them back in school, even though it was kind of weird. The yeah. first semester. Yeah, yeah, and it well, and it was even more weird. I God, I feel so bad for this kid because she was at St. Pat's uh-huh. um, for in fourth grade and her school year ended abruptly because of COVID. Yeah. And, um, so we brought her into the public schools. We were, we made the decision to go into public schools with her. And then all of the, when, once it come, came time for 
all of this to happen. Uh, you know, the uncertainty with the school systems themselves and how they were going to operate. So she had a really weird transition into a brand new school, um, dealing with all the COVID stuff. So this is actually going to be her first time going into a new building without any, with, without crazy unknown restrictions. You're going to know the basic ones that you're going to have to have right now, probably still wear a mask when you go in. I think they're going to cut that. Maybe, yeah, maybe. And well, I'm going to wear my mask in the hallway regardless, just because right. kids fart a lot. And that's where they, <laughs> that's where they let it out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, but in the classroom, I'm going to try to limit like classroom discussions. Uh, just take precautions. But I feel like for the most part, we're over the hump. And so we'll just see if like the, the other variants pick up right. steam. But as far as I, like the original, I guess, COVID and that specific variant that just uh, spread through everywhere and destroyed everything, um, I feel like that specific one is is over. And so next year when we go back, the we won't be mandated to do social distancing or wear masks will just be advised to be cautious right cautionary right. advisement yeah uh and it, it sucks too I, I guess for her because having come from saint pat's and then going to uh tarrytown tarrytown, tarrytown yeah. she doesn't have that foundation of friends moving into middle school because right. like you know when we went to elementary school most of those kids went with us to, to middle school and then they were kind of like our transition into finding other friends from the other elementary schools. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly how it is. I mean, that's how it is here too. You know, I think, yeah. uh, cause I think Terrytown Rio Grande and maybe one other school feed into Otter Creek. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't tell you what the other school is, yeah. but, uh, not Lost Creek. I think Lost Creek might Lost feed Creek's in, way out East. Yeah. That might feed into Wilson. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably something like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And, but it was really her last day of school. Um, you know, she fought, trying to make friends she made one girl one, friends with one girl that just wasn't good for her at all manipulative and all that stuff you know teen preteen girls yeah mean girls you know she made friends with the mean girls well she didn't like it because she didn't want to be a mean girl and she didn't like being mean too having girls be mean to her so she uh last day of school there were like eight girls that live in our neighborhood that asked for a phone number and said hey whatever you're doing this summer you know let us know blah blah, blah. and so she made like eight new friends on the last day and that was the happiest we'd seen her all year. So I was just really, really, really excited about it. And is she hanging out with them this summer? Um, when she's not doing camps, yes. Oh, like uh, basketball camp and um, what kind of camps? Like not camping. Well, she's doing uh, camping camp. No, no, not camping camp. Like she does like soccer camps. Yeah, uh, okay. she is. She plays on travel soccer, so we put her in soccer camps for that. Oh, that's right. That's and why we had uh we had to wait a few weeks. Yeah, for yeah. that season. Yeah, that and T ball with the five year with Ryan. Yeah, so, that's right. Um, but uh, yeah, she um she's doing that. She's doing some other camp this week on a police academy camp or something. I don't I don't know. Hmm. I I honestly I don't know. She says she wants to do something, and it's like oh thirty five dollars for a babysitter for. For a week, okay, I'll take it. Thirty five a week? Yeah, it was like thirty five dollars for the camp, and she's there from eight to three thirty. So it's like oh, her being yeah. in school, yeah, for thirty five bucks for the whole week. Oh, I totally forgot that these camps double as daycares. Babysitters. Yeah, daycare. Yeah, yeah. See, so not only are you stimulating them, but free daycare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some someone's legally watching them. Yes, and then they're also able to socialize. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah, because I want to ask you for some advice on being a dad, uh, a Hoshan father, a Hoshan transplant. I'm the one, I don't know if I'm the one for that, for that conversation. But. Uh, well, you just gave me that great bit of advice. I didn't realize about summer camps. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, why I was yeah. curious, like, how you're able to get out uh, during the week. 
and then do some stuff. Yeah, I mean, we they we do have a daycare that they go to. I mean, she's 11, so she's probably somewhat close to being able to stay home by herself. And um, not answer the door. And not yeah. answer the door, you know, keep her phone on her, and if somebody tries to do anything, you know, call. We also have a great security system. Uh, I've got two Great Danes, and people just uh, don't like big dogs anyway. Yeah, yeah. And, well, they're the biggest of dogs, so... Um, so yeah, I don't mind leaving her at home with them because they're, they're they're honestly they're they're big babies, but they're also great protectors. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so she's getting close to that age where I'm ready to just let her stay home uh, when she, you know, by herself. Yeah. What is the the legal? Is like twelve or thirteen or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's got at least a year left. But yeah. I mean, God, I remember. Jesus Christ! I want to say I was probably nine years old coming home with a key to my house. Latchkey you know? kid. Latchkey kid. Lost that key all the time. <laughs> Lost it all the time. Yeah, I was a latchkey kid too. Uh, and if not like directly, if my mom was working, if she got the night shift at the factory, then she was always sleeping. So we basically came home to no parent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my parents got off at five, you know, so yeah. they, they were home, you know, two hours. I just had to stay home for two hours. Yeah, yeah. But we lived in a in a neighborhood. We I grew up in a townhouse, um, so so an apartment complex, but they put the townhouses along the front, you know? Uh, oh, I see. Yeah. So I grew up there and ton of kids. And then those kids had parents that didn't work. So, I mean, it was, it was, and it, and it was a different time, you know, you didn't have yeah. to worry about all the things you have to worry about now with society, but, uh, you know, I could go home and then I could just go hop on my bike with my buddies and just go do whatever, you know, and just stay within our little community. Cause there was plenty of things to do. Swimming pool, tennis court, basketball court, yeah. playgrounds, things of that nature. Relatively safe, relatively, uh, uh, a relative high amount of safety. Yeah, and then we lived right across the street from a Catholic school, uh, oh, but they had basketball courts, playgrounds, baseball fields, you know, so yeah. we we always had something to do. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's kind of like, I. that's why I like where we live now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're like a 10-minute walk from Devaney. Okay. Yeah, so Bennett's going to get to go there. So it was so funny. I was, I was texting with my wife, and then, you know, we we're talking about, you know, plans in the future, and then... You know, talking about moving, you know, somewhere. I was like, you know, we'll talk about that in 10 years when we move. And she goes, why 10 years? I was like, because we want Bennett to go to Devaney. That's five years to grow up and then another five years to attend the school. She's, And I think just that amount of time blew her mind. It was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm thinking 11 years ago, my daughter was born. You know, yeah. I'm just like, dude, it was that, it was that long ago. I mean, that's crazy. Just think New Year's Day. Two years ago it was 2019. Yeah, or it was 2020. Yeah, come New Year's Day, 2020 was two years ago. And then it's crazy. To three think. months later, the world shut down. And then three, yeah, three months, two years, and three months later, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's when you have kids, your time just goes so much quicker. Yeah, and and I'm kind of excited about that too because I, felt I want like, it to be over. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like the first 30 years of my life just. Well, definitely the first 18 just took forever. I don't know what, just being in high school and having no direction and, and no ambition just took forever. And then it started to pick up. And then when I went to Korea, that that was, it felt like forever, but it felt, it was a good time. So it felt, it felt nice. And then coming back here, it was just like one thing after the other. I moved here, then I moved to Vegas, and then I moved back here. Then we get the house, the kid. Uh, did you want to go to Korea? Yes. You did? Yeah. Yeah. You see where the difference is? You didn't want to go to high school. You oh, yeah, wanted yeah, yeah, to go. When yeah. you do the things that you want yeah, to do, you your time do. goes faster. Yeah, yeah. Um, except with the exception of kids. When uh, your kids do something that you don't want to do, and you, but you 
are obligated because you are the parent, you know, like feed them and things like that. That time goes by really slow, but the time as a whole goes by really fast. Yeah. Exactly. Once you get kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a saying for basic training in the military where it's like the days drag, but the weeks fly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. But it's funny because a lot of people have told me like to, to cherish these moments because they'll go by so quickly. Like before you know it, you know, he'll be in kindergarten and stuff yeah. like this. So like when, every time I feed him, I really take the time to like appreciate what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, he gets easily distracted. You know, sometimes I'll watch YouTube on the TV or whatever, but then, you know, I, I, he'll like look at the screen and I'm like, it's just so great hanging out with him. And then uh, just like, like we were talking about earlier, like discovering the world, like just as a kid, you know, he's starting to, his core is tightening. So he's starting to stabilize himself so he can sit upright for, for longer. So mm-hmm. that means he has access to, to a different world. And then no he's always get- had strong legs. So like he could always prop himself up at, when we hold him. But now he's, you know, starting yeah, to Wait till he gets started like going places. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How old is he now? Uh, six, six and a half months. Six and a half yeah. months. Oh yeah, he's getting close, man. If he's standing yeah. up already. Yeah. Both my kids were walking at seven and eight months. Oh yeah. Oh man, by 10 months, they were climbing on the back of the couch. Just yeah. <laughs> little animals, dude, just going yeah. everywhere. And yeah, so we're going to hang the TV. We're going to move, uh, we have two end tables. We're going to move those out and then we're going to like gate the living room off. And then that's just going to be his place to roam. Yeah. And then once we're confident, then we can open up the dining room and then, you know, just invest in pool noodles. You cut them in. Half yeah, exactly. Put them yeah. On the corners. Yeah. Yeah. On the corner. Yeah. Well, just, we're going to, we want to put them on the entire edge. Yeah. Well, it's uh, easier to do it that way too. Yeah. Of everything. And then, um, that way he's just free and, you know, we know he's not getting into the cabinets and, you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, just like, it's so weird. Uh, the, the, access to different worlds to different perspectives as they grow and then now like your son you know just with pre-k having access to that social world but then Mm -hmm. now it's going to be full day so it's going to be completely different completely different yeah i mean but he'll probably still go do his daycare after school Mm. like like, so during preschool he was he did his morning and then uh we had a friend whose daughter same class as him pick him up and then take him to daycare and then she would take her daughter home, whatever. But, uh, he's still going to go back to that because now he can actually ride the bus from school to the daycare. Uh, so he can, he can do that as well with his, with his sister until she turns 12. Well, no, she'll be at a different school. So she can't, Yeah. but yeah, anyway, yeah, he'll get to ride a school bus, something else for him to be excited. Yeah, about. yeah, exactly. And then, uh, daycare, what until five? Yeah. Yeah. Or whenever I get home from doing whatever it is I'm doing on the day. Oh, okay usually down down the street and helping them out with things down there at the mix or uh where is the main mix main mix it is at 1710 wabash avenue oh so for all your music accessory needs so it's near the restore yeah 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 the restore is right just caddy corner from it 19th yeah Mm -hmm. oh just caddy corner yeah yeah okay yeah I, i looked at their guitars and i was like i do not have that kind of money i got i got formula money so i ended up buying like a hundred dollar greenwood guitar small wood i don't know just a cheap yeah, guitar dude, cheap one to learn on i mean yeah. that's that's the number one thing learn before you spend the money on it well yeah i mean i i've played since i was uh in high school but then i i took like a 15 year break so you. like yeah i'm getting back into it and i'm just like how did my fingers move so easily before and i'm just like oh man just like ugh arthritis sure. didn't kick in yeah. yet now now well, it's like uh, okay so i used blood to pl- flow was better yeah <laughs> i used to play uh starcraft 2 and i stopped like a year and a half ago mm-hmm. because i got 
a ganglion cyst. And then uh, I went and worked out, uh, and I guess doing the bench press popped it. And then it was just weird because it felt like, obviously it's fluid, but it just felt like, I don't, it's, it's hard to describe. It felt like, like bleach water. Also oh, it burned real bad? Not burned real bad. It just felt light oh, okay. and weird. Yeah. And then so then it popped and I was like, okay, cool. I, I dodged a bullet. Let me keep playing because I'm an idiot. And then I kept playing and then I got another one. I was like, I'm done forever. And I haven't been back to play. But then now in those spots, it hurts whenever I play the guitar. And I was like, oh, shit. Is that gonna cause? Is it gonna cause another? Cause no, another it, one? no, it won't cause another one because of the way that you know you hold the guitar because you know you bend it this right. way as opposed to a mouse. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm not a gamer, so I couldn't. I you said whatever it was. I was thinking Xbox. Oh, Star Trek. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, and so now I just have to like actually work out, but then like work out my hands and my wrists so that way I can go back to playing the guitar. I got you because I want to do like a parody type deal, like country music. Because it's just so dumb. So Meh. Uh, it's just so dumb. Uh, the pop stuff now, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. The original country, yeah. yeah, is great. Yeah, yeah. Country died after when when the nineties ended. It became yeah. pop. It became pop music almost. Yeah, yeah. It's just like how do we how do we generate revenue? Thanks, American Idol. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Carrie Underwood. Taylor Swift. Oh, she was on American Idol? I want to say she was. I thought so. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. I know I know Carrie Underwood was. Yeah. Yeah. Trisha Yearwood? No, I don't no, think Trisha's older. Tim McGraw's wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tim McGraw. No, Tim McGraw's married to Faith Hill. Okay, yeah. I'd see. I don't know anything about country yeah, music, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. I know the superficial conversational shit. <sighs> Yeah, uh, I appreciate what they do. It just strikes my ear weird, so I just I avoid it. Yeah, the pop stuff possible. is just it's just the same song. I like that uh, YouTube mix where they got six different songs and then cut them so that way they flow into each other, and it's the same chord progression, oh, the same melody. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's one reason I just I can't get into country music. It, yeah. To me, not to say that what they're doing isn't good. Yeah, but it for me personally, it just doesn't strike my ear right. You know. Yeah. Um, and, and it never has, uh, you know, country music, the progression of it, it, it was real country music. And what I think of country music is like, kind of like today's hip hop. I can't, I can't stand today's rap. I, I personally, I just, I can't stand it. It's all about the beats. But when I grew up, it was about the stories, you know? Yeah. It's about the stories. It was about the lyricism. It yeah. Was about, yeah. It was about the, um, the flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing I hated about, uh, that is that when it got commercialized and you had master P and you had Diddy rapping, not producing, and it was just you know glitz and glam, and I, was like, I hate all of this. I loved Master P. Yeah, <laughs> I really did. Master yeah, <laughs> Ghetto D is probably my favorite song oh. by Master P. Oh, and maybe shit. it's just because of the entrance. No, I, I like uh, or the intro, not the entrance. The yeah, intro. I got to check that out. Nice. Yeah, what that was I don't know. Uh, yeah, I wanna. Uh, I like the uh, the old school, Naughty by Nature, Diggable Planet. Oh, Diggable Planets, yeah. yeah, for sure. I'm a slick rig, Q-tip kind of guy. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, that's that's they for me. It was their flow was what it was for me. I mean, just so smooth and just, uh, yeah. And then now it's all about the uh, the triplets. It's all about the uh, the mumble rap. I mean, it it there's talents. 
uh, obviously producing those beats, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's commercially viable. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, like you said, it just doesn't catch my ear. It's all, what's all, all it's about is, oh, look at this guy. We could take this guy and we could, this guy or gal, I shouldn't say yeah. one way or the other. We should take this person and uh, let's monetize the hell out of them until people are tired of them and then we dump them. We'll yeah. give them a bunch of money. We'll make all the money we possibly can off of them. And then we're going to leave them alone to do whatever they... It's kind of like K-pop. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, except they're not... Uh, groomed from a young age right right yeah. yeah yeah but basically it's just like mm, you're 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 a variable in a in a major formula mm -hmm. and you don't make or break that formula no yeah and then the trick is to get them right at that level where they do kind of make that formula but then once they ex exceed it then uh and they can do it kind of whatever they want like bts i mean who who is going to turn something like that down somebody's going to throw you two three million dollars to make this make this music make this music videos and not to say that they're not talented but if you were to turn that down guess what they don't care there's somebody else that's gonna yeah take that. waiting in the wing yeah i mean it's it's 100 percent a, a job even yeah. though it's artistry but i mean you still have to train yourself to do it um but yeah the music industry is well it's also about uh discipline like you said approaching it yeah, like yeah, yeah 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 um so what are you doing online to reach a bigger audience are you growing an online what's that? presence what's that i i don't know i literally i post uh post when i'm playing shows that's it you know i'm i'm not a big social media type person i do sometimes if i have a few and i'm feeling frisky i'll get on my snapchat or my instagram and i'll i'll take some videos and post them up whatever uh it doesn't happen often i social media is second second word second thing in my mind at all times um so you don't use actually it? even worse than that i use it occasionally not as a promotional tool no not really just for posting flyers yeah yeah pretty much that's it yeah i do that i don't make announcements of anything oh hey i'm gonna be doing this show here you know i i do on a on pretty much it's day of or if i happen to get the flyer ahead of time then i'll put something out and then i'll put it out again the day of but uh, it's nothing that i just put a ton of focus into well usually i get I, it feels like usually the venue has a following mm -hmm. they have a clientele yeah and you're just stepping in and entertaining them yeah i mean i wouldn't say that i'm just stepping in or entertaining you know i i would think that i had somewhat of a hand in the scene or the you know the vibe that's put out here or the in oh no but okay do, but, yeah but so so I, I'm not out there trying to reach new people because the venue itself has a clientele that they want to reach out. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to get new people out there. Um, always want new people to come through the door. Don't get me wrong. That's yeah. always great to have more exposure, but on the social media side, I don't have a ton of followers and I've never put a ton of effort into it. Uh, been preoccupied with other things. So not trying to branch my wings out as far. Um, that's, that's, coming to change but it's not it's not quite there yet um and not that i ever want to leave here yeah forget god forbid i i mean i i love this place i love the the wonderful woman that i work for uh, she's always taking care of me offered me other opportunities if they've arisen and given me more responsibility and trusted me with those responsibilities um so i don't see myself leaving here anytime soon i'm almost 40 so there is going to be a time coming up you know uh where it will be my time to depart um and i hope that it's later rather than sooner but um 
not working a corporate job anymore and still trying to kind of still trying to make up from COVID, you know, um, I'm getting a bit busier and taking on other things because, you know, DJing to a bunch of young kids, you could do that up to a certain age. But, man, at a certain point, you kind of lose touch with reality on what they're on what they're into and what yeah. you're into. And uh, I've learned I've learned multiple things. One, I hate drunken idiots, but I've learned to deal with them. Yeah. Um, point of views, uh, feelings about how how things should be. Those are drastically changing. And when my f- when I start feeling the way that I can't relate to these kids at any point on any level, and they're all just stupid idiots, uh, that's the time for me to step out. Oh and, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not there yet. I mean, I did my stupid stuff when I was a kid too, so I can't blame them for doing, doing drunken, stupid stuff when they're 21, you know? Um, man, I don't see myself leaving here any anymore, but at a certain, I am going to have to branch out at a certain point. Cause then I'm going to have other things to move on to, you know, I've, um, there, there are bars and cocktail lounges and things that do brunches of people that are more in my age range. Yeah. You know, for yeah. me to step into something like that would be something that I would easily be more successful at. You know, I don't have to work as hard for it. Um, definitely going to work hard for it, and it's starting to come to fruition. But once that all comes together, I think I'll have a bigger social media presence. Okay. You know, because um, yeah. then I'm going to have to start reaching out into people in my age range and not just a general community of downtown Terre Haute. Yeah, and then plus with these kids these days, you have to be on Snapchat or Instagram Live. Uh, and then with our people our age, you have to be on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, regular Instagram. I mean, for our age, to be dead honest with you, Twitter is still really hot for people huh. our age. Because, um, like, my parents never got on Twitter. They never got a Twitter account. By God, they're Facebook fanatics, though. I'll tell you oh, what, yeah, they're man, always on Facebook. So my parents ruined Facebook for me for the most part. <laughs> love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Twitter is actually uh, still one of the best platforms to go out there and actually try to spread your word. I know that Instagram and Snapchat and all this and that. But, man, there's so many people on those platforms that you just kind of get lost in the mix. Hmm. And somebody's specifically looking for you. Yeah. And it's all about likes and the serotonin or whatever social clout yeah yeah, yeah. i'm, I'm Those just dopamine about, yeah, yeah. low-grade dopamine hit. yeah i'm not uh i'm not out for clout for any by any means yeah uh, i just want to do what i love to do and then when it's time for me to be done i'm done you know it's, yeah that's it hmm. yeah no and then what i was talking about earlier about you like uh going into an established bar or whatever it's not necessarily like people uh, are going out specifically to see you but mm-hmm. that they're just going out to have a good time and you're a good DJ, and so it just mixes well. But if you were to have an event, like mm-hmm. Paul M. Emge presents one night. DJ the, Ellipsis presents. DJ Ellipsis I'm presents. I'm doing a show, yeah. Yeah, one night. Will people show up for that? Or do you have to promote that much more heavily? Uh, We'll probably promote that much more heavily. Um, I mean, obviously, if I'm going to go throw and completely financially back an event, I'm going to have to put money into it to get yeah. money back out of it. Um, but I mean, if I'm doing an event like that, yes, I would, I would promote it myself. I don't necessarily know on my page, but if I'm going to do that, I'm going to be smart about it. I'm going to use somebody with a bigger following than me. Mm. You know, if I'm going to say DJ ellipsis presents DJ ellipsis, that, that, that doesn't work, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? Uh, but if I'm like DJ ellipsis, 
just for example, DJ Ellipsis uh, presents Pretty Lights or Grizz or any of these major artists or even Cofresi, for example, or Blunts and Blondes or Good Sex, guys out of Chicago. Um, I'm using those guys for their following, right? That'll help me draw some just by natural if I have my tag on there or whatever, but I'm not, you know, I'm using their platform more so than I'm using my own. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that shit. And, uh, yeah, going back to uh, whenever you can't relate to these kids and what they're, you know, their shit. Yeah. Uh, I feel like now it's just like music talks. As long as you play the music they want to hear, everything is fine. Yeah. But then once their musical changes taste and you're not able to adapt to it, then, yeah, it's time to. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a, I mean, being here, it's really nice because I've got young guys DJing with me that, um, that, that. I guess their taste is a little closer to it's it's closer if not within the same exact same realm as uh, these other kids. I just with DJing, I also don't want to promote like you know how to make drugs and how to sell drugs and you know some of the most outspoken people are these hip hop artists you know about certain social issues, but then they go into their songs and they're talking like those social issues don't even matter yeah know? yeah so beating women and, yeah, yeah i mean well just demeaning women it doesn't yeah. have to be a physical aspect just demeaning them by you know making them sexual objects and yeah things of this nature um i don't know the hypocrisy of it just kind of eh, you know, like sunday christians you know uh, I, it just it doesn't it doesn't appease me at all yeah what is it There's i don't want to promote that well there's another term is like Holiday Christians or Easter Christians, something Easter like that. Easter Christians, yeah. yeah, the one they go to church one time a year. And yeah. It's on Easter, yeah, yeah. Or Sunday Christians, you know, they're Christians on Sunday. Yeah, for that one hour, and then they're back on the road flipping people off. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Don't want to, don't want to be either one of those. And with the within the DJ world, you know, it's the exact same thing. I'm not going to promote you being that person. I don't promote walk around and promote Christianity for that exact reason, you know. I'm not going to go promote your music for the exact same reason as the Christianity thing. Yeah. Are you a Christian? I am. Oh, okay. Uh, my views Catholic? are... Pr- no. Pro- oh, probably. No, no just... You, just because non- you mentioned St. Pat's. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, we did that. Um, but our daughter went to St. Pat's because we were thinking of the educational opportunity there. I see. Smaller class sizes, things of that nature. You know, it should have been... It was going to be uh, beneficial for her in yeah. the long run to go there, you know. Um, but then it it became just not feasible for us anymore. So she got a pretty good head start. You know, she got her first four years plus kindergarten and two years of pre-K in there. Um, but yeah, we just, we couldn't make it work out throughout the whole, the whole time she was, the pandemic would be there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't even just the pandemic. It was drive across, get a, get her up early, drive across town, you know, and then have to drive back across town for work and then back across town to pick her up. And oh, because you're up north uh, by Otter Creek, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. way up north, yeah. And then St. Pat's is just right here. And St. Like, Pat's is down in the dead yeah. center of town. So. Yeah, five minutes. Um, and Chris- trains. And trains. Oh, man. And trains. Yeah, so that yeah. train hit on uh, Walnut, and then it started slowing down. I was like, oh, this is going to stop. I better get, you know, on the other end. So I head all the way um, north, and then uh, – Oh, there's a there's a major street before Locust, and I saw a bunch of cars turn there, and I was like, you know what? I bet it's gonna pass soon, but let me just go check. And then when I get to Locust, 
uh, there's this big semi trying to make a turn so no one can make that left-hand turn and then all this shit so i missed it and then by the time I, I i'm able to make the turn i see all these cars heading towards us and it's like the train just passed so like if i would have turned earlier i would have been part of that 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 crew but yeah but it is what it is it and is what it is haul yeah. ass down seventh can't sit still man just gotta keep moving right Sharks. sharks keep, moving keep moving forward uh, no the reason i mentioned the whole social media thing is because I don't know, uh, maybe six months ago, it might've been in Vegas a year ago, but I got into this weird YouTube channel where it's like this guy who will get a bunch of different eclectic uh, music genres like Brazilian jazz or like Portuguese salsa or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he'll just mix them. So it's just an hour uh, with a camera over his two turntables. Yeah, He just plays the shit, goes and gets coffee. And then that's all you see is just, and you hear obviously the music, but you just see the record spinning and you just see this dude drinking coffee. Yeah. So I was thinking, uh, man, I really would like to get with you and do something like that where you spin like obscure 90s hip hop or 80s hip hop or, you know, uh, just like weird country music or whatever. Oh, that'd be so hard for me to do, man. <laughs> and we'll just set up the GoPro with a, a top shot. Okay. And then what I'm thinking now while we were talking earlier is uh, there's an, another shot from the side that has um, the depth of field. So okay. we only see your table and then everything else is blurred. Okay. And then it's just you spinning. That's it. <laughs> like, is he sitting there actually mixing these records? Yeah, he'll he'll let it play for however many minutes. And then uh, I don't know what it's called. So uh, he just, just transitions from one song to another. Yeah, what is actually... it called? T beat matching. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Is he actually beat matching, though? Or is I, it just going from one song so. to another? Yeah. If he's, okay. Yeah. I'll have to find out. Yeah, man, that's a lot of prep, but yeah, we'll go for it. Yeah, yeah. I have to find a bunch of records. Do you have a bunch of records? I've got, I've got, I've got a bunch of records, but I wouldn't say I've got a, enough to do give you more than you know five. Well, 10 even, minutes. don't you have the what is it, the digital turntables? Uh, no, mine are actually analog. Those. Oh, the uh, time code. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's use, what those I are. I use time codes. So yeah, all my music's on my laptop. It's just that those records are pressed. And when you put the needle on it, that sends a signal or a tone. Uh, that's why they call it control tone. Sends a tone to tell the computer how it goes into my mixer and then comes back out digitally via USB cable and tells my computer program how fast my record player is spinning or what the record is doing at that time in real time. So there's no actual music on those records. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. a tone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I guess I could do that. We could get a really long USB cable, keep the computer out of the shot if that's what you want to do. Oh, it wouldn't have to be that long. It'd just be like from here to there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, that's something we could do. Or, or I could get actual vinyl records and leave a... Gives me a reason to buy more records. <laughs> uh, I could get, get a bunch of vinyl records and we can actually flip some vinyls. But yeah, that... Oh, you know what we should do? Oh, this is... Isn't there a record store record day or whatever it is? Record store day was two weeks ago. Oh, no, but the, what? where's the record store? Uh, the local vinyl. Okay, that's uh, on, in 12 points, right? Yep. We should partner with them where you... Do it in their shop. Do it in their shop. Where She's you, got some nice comfy chairs kind of like this. We can go do a yeah. yeah. And then and then so you, you know, borrow like a, like a library. Uh, uh, how many songs could fit in an hour? Oh, God. I 12, mean... 12 to 15... Uh, records you figure out the songs how you're going to put them together yeah and then we have a live show where people come in and they get to enjoy you know cocktails or whatever or coffee and they just get to hang out with paul spinning records and then just we'll film it spinning some on, of my favorite tunes yeah film it and put it on youtube okay yeah okay another project for me 
It's the same. (laughs) (laughs) All right, George. uh, I I can fit you in in about uh, September of 2022. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Because I wanted to do something like that before I found out about the lounge. And I was like, oh, it'd be perfect in the Verve. We got that thing up top. We can put a camera. You got the stage right there. Yeah. Yeah. And then then so we packed this out. My original plan like four years ago was to have this turn into like a a dance night. So like... uh, Rest in peace, Rave Cave. (laughs) Rave Cave, right? Well, we would have comedy before and then the people would stick around for the dancing or whatever. But, you know, there's just two different clientele. So Yeah. yeah, it just wouldn't work. But uh, rave cave. What do you uh, What do you think about the new lounge, though? In all honesty, I, oh, I love it. Love it. Yeah, I love it. I wish they had a bit more um, of the yellow lights uh, uh, peppered throughout. Maybe uh, like these uh, oh, the uh, tungsten bowls. Edison's. Edison's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a few more, just a little bit lower, though. Uh, yeah, I love this mantle. This is going to be the backdrop for the album. We're going to record the album on uh, August fifteenth, Sunday. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we'll invite you out to that, uh, Levi and I. Oh, and then, so that stage does move. Uh, that stage does move. Connie said that uh, it's just super heavy. Mm-hmm. So we'd have to like prop it up, put some sliders underneath, and then slide it over here. And then, uh, yeah, put the mantle on top and then the the, the rug on top. And so we want to arrange the, the sofas in a line in the front and then the chairs with tables in the back. And it's going to be a super chill feel, uh, feel. And then we'll have the long focal lens in the back. I have all the cameras set up position around the room and then i oh, want to put it on youtube for free with uh accepting donations okay and then start a publishing company and then release the cd uh on apple music and uh all that stuff itunes and all that stuff right on yeah so so you're trying to go like do like the cd baby type thing where you just handle all the stuff to get distribution out or is that what is that what you're trying to go to go towards no i don't i don't want to do like physical cds it'll just be digital but right uh, well cd baby is a company that gets you like into like Spotify and all those things. So is that kind of like the same thing that you're trying to go through? Yeah, I was just going to do it myself. Yeah, though. no, yeah, well, that's yeah, perfect. Well, yeah. you said start a publishing company. So I was like, is that kind of the same route you're trying to go? Oh, yeah. Are you taking on clients or are you? No, 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 no just, just for, for myself. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I have no idea what I'd be doing with a, teaching's too important, right? Yeah, <laughs> with a publishing company, it's just like, yeah. oh man, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't know what you to said. Do. Start a publishing company. I was like, oh, yeah, really? just for, yeah, just for my, shit. but just for you. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, nice. So I'm excited about that, uh, see where that goes. And if it doesn't go anywhere, then I'm done with comedy. That's fine. Yeah, uh, at least you tried, right? Yeah, exactly. But well, then I have something like tangible to, to bookend that time of my life. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah know, absolutely. I don't have any kind of memorabilia from my time in Korea, you know, just, you know brain full of memories but you know to be actually and then i want to print a few cds right and so there's going to be the family photo from when i was like four and my brother was two or it was like one and three and we were all in our korean outfits and so that'll be the cd cover and then on the back when we were much older i think it was like eight and six with my dad so that'll be the back cover so okay <coughs> excuse me dry throat that's fine uh yeah so i'm excited about that but uh man it's good talking. I wanted to get into some political stuff and, and shit like that, but we'll save that. Yeah, I'm not going to share any of that stuff, man. Yeah. I stay out of those. <laughs> I'll give you my general thought on politics. Uh-huh. They all suck. None of them care about none of them care about you. They just care about your ballot on every four years, and that's pretty much just about it. That's 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 my view on it. I'm not anti-government, but I think our current government it's just power grab. 
Yeah. Okay. Either side of the either side of the aisle. Yeah. And it's just basically what platform are you using to grab your power? That's yeah. that's all it is. So um And along with there's that politics. Yeah, when, and along with that is attention grabbing. Yeah. It's like do the the one you know, whatever it takes to constantly be in the new cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's why I feel like Trump was a master of that. But it's so funny because I imagined Biden's term just being nothing but havoc because of Trump constantly going after him and tweeting and stuff. And then the, the big tech company was like, nope. And it's like he never existed. Yeah. It's so eerie for him to be so prominent for four years and then to go to nothing. It's and, it's crazy to show how much power like the current government has. Or just big companies have to just completely silence you. Well, yeah, because, I mean, he could go on Fox News. He could go on, you know, television and do all this kind of stuff, release, you know, whatever on... on but it's like he completely disappeared. Mm -hmm. It's so eerie. Uh, yeah. And I, some of that is probably his own doing. You know, I mean, just go down to Mar-a-Lago and just disappear from everybody. Yeah. You know, it may be a club, but, you know, you can. it's your club. You can control who comes in, who goes out, what comes in, what comes out. So no cameras get in no cameras get in it's his private property he can keep whatever in or out yeah. he wants so. which is which is such a huge departure from what we had for 4 years oh yeah just yeah. super loud and just constant pervasive yeah and then, I, and then I boop, he's yeah. like kaiser soze mhm mm yeah he's like kaiser soze who's kaiser soze oh you haven't <laughs> seen the usual suspects i don't watch tv man <laughs> it's an old movie I, dude i don't i i just my phone's going off Silence. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I just, I don't get into. Don't but you're a music watch, buff. But I'm a music guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd okay. Rather sit so and listen to music than watch something. It's a completely different. With uh, music, format. I can. With music, with sitting and listening to music, I can focus and do something else while I'm listening to music. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I can't watch a TV show and completely focus on something else. Yeah, you can partially invest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for stopping by. Thanks and, for having and, me and uh, having a chat. Uh, I don't want to thanks hold everybody you up else too much longer. Yeah, thank you for 99 time capsule. Check us out facebook.com slash 99 time capsule and check DJ ellipsis out at facebook.com slash the verve the verve club the verve night club. What, yeah. what is it 812 verve? Uh, no, I think I don't, the, I don't know. I, their, their URL is something specific, but then yeah, Verve Nightclub, and you can see when DJ Ellipsis will be here generally every Thursday and Saturday. Uh, I get two Thursdays, two Saturdays a month, and it kind of rotates because we've got four other DJs here. So, oh, so uh, it's usually three two, other DJs here. So it's two and yeah, a, a night? Two, two DJs a night, and we, we're on random rotation. Uh, just depends on if guys have gigs out of town. So, you could or be not. opening or closing depending on that night. Yeah, we kind of switch back and forth throughout the night. So, um, oh okay so but there, but when there's two guys scheduled you're guaranteed to get both of those guys for the whole night so um, yeah. usually we do 30s and kind of switch back and forth so it's you scout wizard and the, who's the fourth uh smiles smiles yeah, gigante is gone he's been gone for a while oh yeah a couple of years oh okay so okay smiles with a smiles. z yes s-m-y-l-e-z oh Smiles. Real quick before you go, do you all specialize in a specific type of music, or do you just all do uh, dance? Um, obviously, I'm an old head, so I specialize in older music. Uh, I really like like the two, doing like 2000s pop and hip hop, mm. uh, especially to this crowd because it's something they can still relate to. I mean, 21 year olds were born in the 2000s, so 
which is weird to think about too. Right? Yeah, but it's weird like they, because of how ubiquitous streaming services are and everything, yeah. it, it's still pervasive. Yeah, yeah. very much so. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, they grew up and their parents were listening to that music, yeah, you yeah. know? Um, Scout does a lot of, does a lot of top 40, uh, it just hits, hit, hit after hit. Uh, Mr. Wizard and Smiles, they, uh, they're producers too, so they do a lot of uh, bass music. Um, experimental bass, kind of weird stuff, but oh, it's their it. thing. But they, but you know, they come in and their their sets usually have more of an electronic feel to it um, than mine or Scouts would. Uh, mine probably has more of an old school hip hop feel to it, where Scouts has got heavy hitters, trap trap music feel to it. So okay, well, I'm check, check us out. out. Yeah, check us out. Check check them out. Check check me out. All right, check it's it hot. out. All check right. him out. All right, bye bye everybody. <laughs>